you know, my family's just a regular family. And then when I got part of this Glockner, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bigger uh. event. I don't know what else to <laughs> I kind of like that small life. But yeah, yeah. It, it, actually, even Andy wanted a small life. He really wasn't one to want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Barb. I'm the matriarch. I always take some pride in that. Um, right. The mother. Um, I just came from a um, small Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Catholic schools. My mom and my mom stayed home, although she worked a little bit when we got older. But Dad worked three jobs to give us the necessities. We had no frills. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't take family vacations. We had, but we had everything we needed. I didn't know we were poor. Mm-hmm. Um, but life was good. Life was good. The new Local Legends Podcast. <laughs> Real small town success stories. We have quite the lineup. To the speakeasy. The amount of love and compassion. The hope that's been bubbling up in the last few years. The finer things about Portsmouth. You just don't see that everywhere. Local legends only. that description too i feel like uh i hear that a lot and even in the book dreamland that sam quinones wrote he said like uh people in the the time frame where you were growing up with dreamland and everything was very like uh quaint homey kind of lifestyle and a lot of people say that we didn't know we were poor yeah. you know what i mean it you didn't know, really we, matter dad like, was home for dinner every night mom mm-hmm. cooked we sat on a porch and dad smoked a cigarette and yeah. the kids played stick the boys played stick ball and when it got dark we played flashlight tag uh-huh. um it was all about families you'd wave at the families across the street and they'd wave back uh-huh. you know? it, was, it was a great life of it course. was a great life well how did um yeah, like when you and Andy um, met and you started your family, can you tell us about some of the beginnings of that, Barb? Um, when his, like him getting involved with the business, what your role was, and just what that all looked like. I think people are curious to hear. Well, Andy and I went to the two different, there were two different Catholic schools in Portsmouth. One, Holy Redeemer, which okay. is where I went to school, which is what now Notre Dame Elementary. Mm-hmm. And he went to um, St. Mary's grade school, which both were grades one through eight. Right. We met first day of high school. At the lockers, my maiden name was Goodman, right there next to Glockner. Oh, that <laughs> cute boy next to me was pretty exciting. Um, so we dated through high school. Mm-hmm. As uh, sophomores, we started dating, and we've been together ever since. Wow. We knew we wanted a big family. We knew that family, God was first, family was second. And mm-hmm. so we, um, and that's what we did. We uh Started our family. Andy was, I think he had other ideas. He wasn't going to be part of this Glockner Empire as his father had started. I, I think I he wanted. I think he wanted to be a forest ranger. Actually, that's <laughs> like amazing. at least for a short period of time. He was. Right. He would have been happy with that. But 
um, that's not what God and his father had in mind. So he got the call one day that uh, yeah, Uncle Bill did not want this Portsmouth Volkswagen store, mm-hmm. that it's, I, I'm dependent on you. So it, it, And uh, Uncle Bill went and started, was it Pops, right? And he did. He yeah. did. He didn't want to be... He didn't want the family business as much as as Abby did either. Mm. So it's not for everybody, you know? right? Right, of course. Um, well, you know, your family's held exceptionally high, like the name is within the community. And I think um, I think what you're describing, just kind of this very uh, values first mindset, is what has really differentiated you, especially in the automotive industry, where it's like thirty day mindset, short term profit kind of. Uh, kind of mindset well in, instead of a short-term profit you guys have have gravitated towards long-term vision you know there's some kind of differentiator there that's made y'all um last for this many generations i mean it's it's really uncommon do you have any kind of uh, insight or or thoughts on um how you all have transferred your values from one generation to another well with with the glockner family as with mine god was always first mm. um Andy's mom and dad were daily communicants, as were Andy and I. And when when you put God first in your life, everything else kind of falls into place. Right. Faith family is second. You know, Abby was home for dinner every night, no matter how busy he was. And Andy always came home. We ate at six o'clock. Right. And the, the, we all ate together mm. in that at that dinner table. And um, when you put God and family first. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I like that bar because it, it makes um, it really makes like whatever amount of uh, money you guys have at any point in time, it's a non-factor, really. Absolutely, absolutely. It was never about the money. Mm. Never about the money. Right. And, and he, when Andy finally came to the terms that he was going to do this family business thing, yeah, yeah, he resigned himself to the fact that he was providing jobs mm. for many, many people and giving them a livelihood, and then he, and he took it good care of his people he was at work everyone knew that andy was there mm-hmm. and uh, and they depended on that i mean right. he was there at the beginning and he was there at the end of the day and um yeah he took he took good care of his people he loved to walk through the shops right he he knew all of his employees although when we started at Portsmouth volkswagen Portsmouth volkswagen porsche audi right. um there were only like 17 employees and he but he touched base with them every day uh-huh every day and when he went up to you know the glockner building it, it was a little harder but he did it yeah he, he really did oh um barb i'm curious on your perspective on like if, if you get in a kind of like deep conversation with the boys like mike or uh, tim or joe they often like start talking about their childhood like and especially at the dam like that is definitely super important to them and you guys uh still like uh you know we had a function out there saturday and everything they had a good life the, yeah they right. really did it was it, it was idyllic um yeah, mom and dad that were always there. Uh-huh. Um, their friends were always welcome at the house. Mm-hmm. And so we never knew how many kids we'd have. <laughs> and if there were multiple boys at the Monday night football, we'd feed them all. And, uh, yeah, life was simple but good. You're both really taking on this huge family uh, vision and business and, um, I guess, responsibility, right? Well, we tried to teach the kids to work hard mm-hmm. and to always do the right thing. Yeah. All, not sometimes. You always do the right thing. Right. Um, I think that was pretty key. Yeah, of course. And that's a, again, not, um, that's a, uh, that's a long-term vision and, and like strong relationship kind of mindset versus 
short-term profit and you know getting more or like how much more can i get from the community how much more can i get from my customers it was well and the glockners i think in general are a service-minded family Mm -hmm. um and a big part of that was from abby right um as more so than his than andy's grandfather abby really started that it's all about what we do for others Mm. and we tried he instilled that in Andy and his sisters, right? And then Andy and his sisters also tried to instill that in their children. It's, sure. it, it's all about service. That's mm. what God taught us, and that's what we tried to teach our children. Did, were you guys always did started your family at the dam, or did you start? We did. Child, okay, we awesome. lived. We as Sue and Steve did too. Um, right, his, his right, older yeah. sister, but we lived in house number two. Andy's mom and dad had house number one. Uh-huh. There's five houses, and we at one point wanted to name these houses, and I thought, no, no, that's just house one, two, three, four, five, and that's <laughs> I like what, it, that's what yeah. we. It's easier that way. But Andy and I spent the first five years at the dam weekends. Andy's mom and dad showed up at the dam and would you know family dinners, mm-hmm. and um, and Andy's sister Sue lived next door. So our two boys, Tim and Joe. And her oldest son, Greg, were the, the three musketeers. They were with, you know, a year of each right. other. And, uh-huh. um, you know, a lot of good stories of three little boys. <laughs> three, I think that's when Nana was the happiest, when the, when the grandchildren started oh, coming. Yeah, and yeah. she loved coming to the dam and, and spending time with the what, kids. What uh, memories stick with you, Barb, in that period of time? Oh, golly. You know, we, we had a party line. Uh, a telephone party line. No, our kids don't even know what that is. Um, we yeah, had a we had that. a metal uh, antenna outside, mm-hmm. and we got three channels on the television. Andy would have to go outside if we wanted to change the channel. He would go outside and turn the antenna. Amazing. Um, Steve would come home, and he and Andy. Steve was the new dentist in town, so he had no patience at first. Okay. So yeah. life was hard, and right. Andy was. And, you know, he wanted to quit every other day. Yeah, he didn't want to do this I anymore. Remember, and then I it was like once a week, that. once a month. It, it got better and better. But Andy and Steve would meet outside and pop had a, a beer keg, a one-tap beer keg out front, and they would meet at the beer tap and have a beer and discuss their day. Amazing. Um, but it got, you know, how you know, they just leaned on each other. So life was hard. Um, you think that the Glockners, everything, we were rich and famous. No. We, <laughs> it was... It was tough going at first. Yeah, at yeah. At first, we lived regular like everybody else. And when uh, even Sue. Good memories, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Good me- we ate together a lot. Sue would come over in the morning and say, let's have, you know, meatloaf for dinner. You make the vegetable and I'll whip up a pie. And we would, um, yeah, a lot of family, a lot of good family time. Of course. Well, yeah. And like you're saying, when those when, uh, when business is hard, it does make you kind of lead on each other more, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sue was even telling uh, when uh, she was just speaking about her childhood with Abby. She she was talking about how like uh, you know they would drive to the dealership every day, but they didn't have a car. They took a cab, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so there was like a lot of uh, a lot of growing pains and creating something this sustainable and significant in the community, right? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. What What do you learn from Eb and Joanne, and kind of uh, watching them and becoming a part of uh, the story that they were a part of? I think their best lessons for me was their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, they went to mass every morning at the monastery, which we ended up living up the hill from the monastery. Oh, really? For, um, 
27 years. Oh, wow. So we built the house up on the hill, and uh, Andy and I would meander down the hill every morning. He would he would run and then meet me at Mass, and I would meet him, and then I would exercise afterward. But that was a daily part of our life, mm-hmm. and just that importance of keeping God central in your life. We I, I really got that. And my mother was... Uh, my, my dad called her sister Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't just get my faith from my in-laws. Of course, I got that yeah. from my family too. But um, that was my and the importance of family. It's no matter what happens, family needs to come sure. before a lot of these other activities that we end up in. So um, it was always that you mentioned um, St. Mary's and Holy Redeemer, right? You guys mm-hmm. were kind of a both part of both communities, or yeah. where did you guys go to go to mass? Well, I, all my life growing up, I went to Holy Redeemer, and okay. I didn't even know St. Mary's was there for the most really? part. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was a half a mile down the same street, uh-huh. but um, I didn't because we always went to Holy Redeemer. Andy's right. family always went to St. Mary's, and Andy's family was central in the building of that oh, church. Really? Um, in fact, the, the priests, when they were building St. Mary's, stayed with, with Alex and his family at one point. So oh, wow. they had just a lot of... There's just a lot of history with the Glockners and the at St. Mary's mostly. Sure. Yeah. Even um, like Megan Baum, I was talking to her just about. I didn't realize like the cathedrals around here ha- have so much history to them. Like when she was talking about like um, I-, I forget what church it is that was built specifically for the steel workers and kind of like the aesthetic was a part. Oh, St. Monica's in New Boston. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. As, as far as uh, Holy Redeemer and the history Holy Redeemer is the Irish parish. Because you know, this is a city of immigrants and right. you know, the mm-hmm. Irish and a lot of German immigrants and, and they melded together on 3rd Madison, oh. the original first church. But the Germans said, we want a Catholic priest that can speak German. So they split mm-hmm. and they built St. Mary's. And so the Germans could have a German priest and the the uh, Irish could have their yeah, yeah. priest too. Well, that, and that's incredible because being like uh, like Protestant, it feels like you <laughs> like when we used to go to Revolution where uh, Matt Rollins was was uh, he like built a little congregation over on Chillicothe oh, Street. Yeah. It was like the old J.C. Penney's building, right? You know? Right, right. <laughs> like uh, which there's a value in that too. Um, just you know, congregating anywhere. Right. But uh, I love that the, uh, these cathedrals have so much history and you guys pay homage to that. I think yeah. that's special. Yeah. I guess what's important to you, Barb, with the, the Glockner vision? So we've been asking a lot of people that in, inside and outside of the organization. What pacified Andy was the fact that he knew he was giving people jobs. Right. And supporting the community. Mm-hmm. Um, without jobs, we were lost right um so just employing many people and they and glockner's does right they employ many and uh, give them a livelihood and mm-hmm. um it's kind of like a synergistic relationship like as uh we succeed if the community succeeds right and vice versa mm-hmm. and so uh, i know you also you all um uh still do a lot for the churches because those are important communities to you as well um, can you talk about maybe any of those projects that, that uh, are exciting to you as far as uh, what you do with the church congregation? Well, Abby always asked the kids to always make sure that the Catholic schools stay open mm. and the churches. Oh, um, wow. So we just, those are two of his top priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always been big supporters of St. Mary's and as well as the Notre Dame schools. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, right now we've got a new priest and things are a little... <laughs> You're in a transitional phase. Yeah, we are. We are in a transitional phase. We're not That's sure good. where we yeah. fit in there right now. Right. But uh, whatever needs to be done, yeah, Andy and I are right there. Okay, right awesome. There. And then, um, yeah, I know uh, you guys also, like one of the projects that I think is really cool that, that Glockner's been a part of um, is like the mural projects. Like I think that was... Oh, uh, and that's Andy's baby. Is it? Okay. He, he loves that. What do you he think inspired, inspired his interest in that? Oh, just walking along that wall. Right. And seeing the, again, you see it portrayed there so beautifully, mm-hmm. the history. And it's all about history. You, you, right. If you don't write it down or put it down, somehow we forget. Yeah. And then you, um, you, lose, you lose that. Like when I was new to Portsmouth, you know, my family's from here, but I didn't start living here until Nick and I went to college. You know, mm-hmm. I was immediately like kind of granted access to the historical narrative. Like when I walked along the flood wall, you know, it being right by the school or went for a run. Like I got a glimpse into what the city was about and what made us who we are, right? Yeah, I think that's super important. And we need a reminder. We mm-hmm. we need to be reminded. Right. We forget. Right. It's so easy to forget where we come from. Because um, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Sure. And I think that's a cool part too um, of of uh, the projects that you know uh, Tim and them have like empowered me to be a part of like. Things like this allow access to other people, maybe even outside of the organization, um, to find success like you all have, you know. And I think that's a that's an important thing. It's it's a part of that same kind of synergistic relationship of uh, like we win when you win kind of thing. Well, know? I love. I never get tired of, of driving down Market Street or Second mm-hmm. Street and seeing Glockners with this new building on that corner, clean, uh-huh. cleaning up the corner. Right. Um, yeah, that's it's what they've done in this Boney Fiddle area in the last few years has mm-hmm. been amazing. What what street did you grow up on, Barb? Just to go in a little bit more of the history, I'm curious of what things look like and how you've seen the, I'm the on city grow. Summit Street up up on up on the hill. Were you? But yeah, um, yeah I um, I just love this Boney Fiddle area. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an amazing and again it's it's where we come from. Right. That's where the Glockner started and that, that like I say that. St. Mary's Church is 150 plus years old, wow, so yeah. that's a lot of a lot of history. Ebby's mm-hmm. um, um, got a, or he had a postcard, actually Uncle Bill did, of the um, boats bringing in the cars right. on the riverbank um, <laughs> and driving them up. I just, um, yeah, this river is where we came from, yeah, at least where yeah. Portsmouth came from. Right. So. Well, and um, I, I also like. You know, I get, I didn't even see it, any of it when I was here, but I get nostalgic hearing about like the old businesses and finding like, like when you go to Market Street, Susan O'Neill, and I guess Paul is like real big and he's collecting big. a bunch of Loves stuff. That. Loves yeah, that. yeah. I found they have an ashtray in the glass case um, back where the seating area is that says like, uh, it's like Gunther's. Is that what it was called? <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like a duck with its feet kicked up on the bar, you know? <laughs> Do you remember this place? I we never went there. Okay, we right. never went there, but I heard about it. My, my uh, gra- I guess my gra- my granddad had told me one story about uh, yeah, where he would like uh, go get pizza there. You know what I mean? There, I guess it was a bar and pizza place it was. or something. It, yeah, evidently it had good pizza. <laughs> Again, we we ate it uh, at the house every night. I remember really? going out as a family once uh-huh. on Mother's Day. Yeah, we just did not go out well that's cool that we missed all those we missed all those fun places 
but you like what you didn't said was it was more communal, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you this, Barb. What did you guys? Do you remember uh, the first car that Andy brought home for the dealership? Like, what did you guys drive? Well, he had a Corvair. Oh, did he really? Um, a gold Corvair. Oh wow. And I remember when he had knee surgery as a junior in high school on his right knee. So he put his right knee, it was a bucket seat, over into my seat. <laughs> I was, he always put a pillow in the middle, and I'd scoot over and sit next really? to him. But that, that gold Corvair was pretty special. Pretty special. <laughs> awesome. Nothing fancy, just a, just a, a neat car. I like this uh, pic- Olivia and I were looking at it the other day the picture of him um, like in a full suit with a ma- mustache and the hair and everything standing next to that it's like a rabbit Volts- a Volkswagen rabbit yeah <laughs> well if, when I look at our wedding pictures he's got these big old pork chop <laughs> mustache hairy I, said, I can't believe his mom let him get married like right, that. Right. she was this is, but that was Andy <laughs> well, well Barb let's conclude with this um for you know we got a lot of employees that listen to this as well and uh i guess the people that are part of the community here um that are interested in you all's story and we're all like a part of it and more than more than just uh your bloodline uh glockner's like allowed a lot of us to like come together you know which is which is really cool um i like when andy says you know surround yourself with good people i think that was what he answered when i asked him what he thinks the secret to success let me interject real quickly in there It's not the only the Glockner bloodline, but those of us like uh-huh. me that they've let in to this right. Glockner family, we've had. Of course, there have been some good spouses, and and uh-huh. uh, um, just like with Joanne, right? Nan was wasn't a blood Glockner, but she yeah. was key to the family. So there's, you know, I'm glad that they let us in. I've always, <laughs> when Andy started taking me to family events, I thought, man, this stuff. Fun group, I yeah, like. Yeah. They sang, and they there were forty four grandchildren. It was awesome. It was right. Awesome. Yeah, there's a songbook up on the bookshelf upstairs. <laughs> um, but no, you're you're right, and I think I honestly think that's the key uh, from everything I've gathered, Barb. What seems to set you guys apart is that you have these values that you're very passionate about sharing uh, with your with your children and your grandchildren, and that's why. Um, that is like the constant and success across generations. Not that there's not hang-ups. You guys haven't had struggles, but uh, just that that vision has stayed strong. I think is the uh, has been the key, which is pretty cool. But yeah, for for employees listening, for uh, people of the community uh, listening, I guess. Um, what do you think you could share with them as far as um, what you want your family to be known for? Um. Andy didn't, he would talk about his employees and he said, they don't work for me, they work with me. Mm. He was key on that we do this as a team. Yeah. The employees have been so important to Andy over the years and I think they've loved him. Right. Um, because he loved them. Sure. And we want to keep that mm. going. It's a, it, it, that's another big, it's a big family. Of course, Yeah. That's a good way to describe it, and we—I think people throw that term around loosely, but you all really live it as far as how you include your employees. And I know, like, how big of a success factor my wife's been in my life. So it's like uh, I know that um, just from what the boys tell—I mean, they brag on you all the time, Barb. So I'm glad you were able to share at least a little bit about your perspective. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.